Now, a radio show dedicated to the genius of the Declaration of Divine Right, constitutionally preserved by our forefathers. The right to protect yourself and your loved ones from force, aggression, crime, and the tyranny of an overbearing, power-hungry government class. The right to bear arms, guaranteed in the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution, the greatest and most enduring blueprint for governance ever devised by man. This amendment enshrines the proposition that the right to keep and bear arms devolves upon us from God and not government. Now, the Second Amendment Radio Show with your hosts, Bill Robinson and Ralph Esposito. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Second Amendment Show. This is your host, Ralph Esposito, with that rascally co-host, Bill Robinson. Hello, everyone. And, of course, Doc at the controls. Trying to maintain some decorum here. Absolutely. And tell us who our special guest well, is we here. Got Dennis Koch here. We scooped him up. He was hitchhiking on the side of the expressway and brought him in with us wait, wait, to don't, join us. Don't, don't interrupt him. He's, <laughs> he's going through his, he's going to pull out some cash here. So don't. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> there we go. To get safe We're looking for by, a business by the station here. door. Yeah, right. <laughs> we can afford a better, better scotch then. Oh, no, no. All right. And uh, we also have um, from the Ulster County Federation. Well, we, we don't have Ray, Ray uh, Volk is going to be joining Ray us. Ray Volk here will be joining us in a, uh, within around fifteen minutes. Yeah. So we're, we're, we not, went, we're not doing the seat of the pants, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. This is this is planned. This, this way. is off the cuff here, right? Raw off the cuff here today. So, <laughs> Dennis, forget about your that uh, what I asked you for earlier here. Yeah, just double what it later. What in the world? You're our guest here. You walked in here. You're in the studio with us. We got to cover some of your material. You got anything in mind that you want to start off with here? Start the show. <laughs> Why don't we off start with? by introducing here? So. <laughs> I just did. Dennis Scotch. From <laughs> Go Air- ahead. What's, what's, what, your, what's, your, what's Dennis? your company, Dennis? What's your well, company? The, the yeah. company is Aircraft Environmental Systems, and um, uh, we came from the air conditioning business. So okay. uh, not aviation, but uh, but we left the uh, mainstream air conditioning business and went into the laboratory uh, equipment business. So we do a lot with uh, ultra-low temperature uh, refrigeration systems and things like that for product manufacturers. Basically testing research yeah, a little pri- bit? Yeah, primarily yeah. product testing labs. So okay. anybody that makes anything has to test their products in adverse environments, temperature, humidity, oh, yeah. altitude, things like that. And uh, and that pays our various bad habits, you know, the uh, our radio <laughs> habit, our motorcycle habit, things yeah. like that. Yeah, Bill, and, and uh, by the way, I'll just say that uh, to, for our audience, that, you know, Bill Bill Robinson is one of our deplora pals. Uh, we have breakfast every week at least once, yeah. right? Yeah, and, pretty uh, much, yeah. So, uh, so thanks to Bill, especially Bill, but the rest of GOA for all they're doing for, uh, for the salvation of the Second Amendment. Well, our GOA team, our Second Amendment show started the lawsuits as one example. We started, then we went to GOA New York, who took it on, and then we went to GOA International. Eric Pratt said he'll do, you know, he started off those lawsuits the main big one there, Antioch, Antioch case there. So we've been going from that point on. And then Paloma Capana came in later on. We hired her, and she's working on the gun shop case, Godzilla case there. So we're, uh, we, so she'll be on with us later. But, yeah, we got a major fights on our hands here. And we're, we, we hit the uh, state with another lawsuit two weeks ago uh, regarding uh, out-of-state residents carrying in the state of New York if they have pistol permits. So we want to have their – they don't have apparently out-of-state residents. That's American citizens. United States citizens don't have rights 
gun rights when they come to New York State. They can't pack. They can't protect themselves. Well, so this we're is another country. Yeah, this is basically another country. Yeah, we are basically a branch of the Soviet Union over here or something. But anyway, and then the other case uh, we're working on, two more, three more we're working on is the uh, – Strictly the background checks, we're going to hit the – we expect to hit the state of New York with a background check lawsuit, uh, the ammunition background checks because that's got to end because it's killing the gun shops. We figure we've lost 172 gun shops throughout the state now. By design. Yeah. But the semi-automatic – I have a pistol permit. I don't have a semi-automatic permit. I didn't agree to a semi-automatic rifle permit. Well, they're forcing us now throughout the state of New York now to put semi on your permit. And these and the semi-automatic sales are way down. They're down 95% throughout the state of New York. And then the uh, uh, there's a couple more we're working on. But anyway, we expect to have three more lawsuits hopefully in the next 45 days hit the state of New York with. Just wait until yeah. you have to have a permit for each bullet. But anyway, Dennis, we've been talking uh, about a lot of things at our breakfasts and stuff. Uh, wh- what are you involved with? What do you, what do you, what do you see happening well, here? What's your concerns? Let's see. Uh, yeah. Well, one of the last breakfasts you and yeah. I had, we talked about the um, the three-letter agencies oh, yeah. and how they uh, seem to have uh, en masse uh, turned against the population, uh, you know, turned all their various missions uh, inward uh, to, uh, to the citizenry. And um, that's when I was reminding you of my um, little adventure, my micro-adventure a couple of years ago. Uh, 2020, uh, my Debbie and I were driving uh, south, and I got a call from my, um, from my facility manager, and he said, um, hey, you, got some, uh, you got the FBI here wants to uh, talk to you. And I'm going, yeah, right. And he goes, no, really. And he hands him the phone. And he said, hi, this is so-and-so from the FBI. Uh, are you around? And I said, no, I'm traveling. And uh, he said, well, we'd, we'd like to talk to you. When will you be back? And uh, so we discussed that for a moment. And he said, well, I'll call you from my office. And I said, fine. So he called me back on the road, and he had some questions for me. And uh, and so it was, it was almost amusing. Um, he said, were you in uh, Richmond, Virginia, um, uh, January uh, 2020? And uh, I said, well, yes, I was. My, it happened to be my 69th birthday. I was in Richmond for the, uh, for the um, rally that was a demonstration pro-Second Amendment. Anything wrong with that? And he said, oh, no, no, nothing wrong with that. And uh, he said, are, are, are you a member of a militia? And I said, um, <laughs> oh, why? Yeah. I thought about it. Why, no, I'm not. Uh, anything wrong with that? Well, no, no. No, nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, you're you're entitled, and uh, oh, you're not in any trouble or anything. And I'm going, oh, oh yeah, right, right, okay, sure thing. That's why. <laughs> that's why I've got two agents showing up at my shop. Yeah, as, as a surprise visit for an interview. May we see your papers, please? <clears throat> Indeed. So, uh, it was uh, it was kind of it was kind of remarkable. Apparently, some perhaps some friend or acquaintance of mine uh, dropped a dime because they said, well, someone said that someone said that. Um, uh, you were heard to say, uh, well, we've got to keep our head down. That sounds like something you would have said. <laughs> I said, well, it doesn't sound exactly like my words, but um, I might have said something like, you know, we should be on our best behavior. I think that's good advice. And he said, oh, yeah, I think so, too. Oh, jeez. You know? he, so he instantly agrees with that. <laughs> and, and what did you say that? And exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I've, I've thought I've thought more on this whole uh, exchange since, obviously. And uh, 
And then I reminded myself, wait a minute, I am a member of a, of a militia. The, you know, we, by definition, as a male citizen in the United yeah. States, I'm part of the militia, uh, as, I, as I remember it being defined so by our, our forebears. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's, been a, it's been quite the— uh, What, you believe in the Constitution? Yeah, yeah, guilty as charged. Yeah. <laughs> well— this business about the militia, well, we, we can't get sidetracked too far with that, but I, we were down there. Gary and I were down there uh, for uh, you know, the, the uh, duration of it, a good chunk of it anyway. We didn't get into the uh, speeches. We, didn't, we weren't there, uh, and the dinner they had the night before, we weren't there for that, but we were there for the open, open uh, speeches outside in the complex and the uh, state capital, or was that state capital property right there? Yeah. Everyone, uh, Doc, I think I mentioned, we covered, Doc and I and Ralph covered us on the show when we were, when we got back. But the bottom line is everybody was carrying AR-15 style rifles, shotguns, bolt action rifles type of thing, handguns out in the open. Oh, my God. Guns everywhere, what up they, and what, down the streets. Where did they stack the bodies? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? No one was shot. Isn't that something? You know, when we left, when we had left the place, we checked everything over, uh, the, our, the teams that were responsible for the event. There wasn't spray paint on the walls, uh, drawings on the walls. There wasn't garbage on the streets. It was cleaner than when we got there, and it was safe. Nobody had gunfights, no gunfights, no fights with the cops. No, we had fight fights. No, no fight fights. Well, more than right. that, there, there wasn't a single police incident. At that That's event. what I'm talking about, As the a, cops. Yeah, not, we not had one, no confrontation one. with That's the cops. Right. The one. cops said we were wonderful, no problem at all. But we were buzzed a lot by those helicopters. Yeah, doing above. orbits Those overhead. helicopters were yeah. buzzing us all over the place up yeah. there. And they did have, uh, looked like snipers potentially up on top of the buildings. But anyway, 47,000 folks, 47,000 patriots showed up to a major event in the United States in a city. And it was the safest day they ever had in that city. Safest day they ever had, virtually no crime, because we were wandering around the streets armed, armed citizens there, and no confrontations with the cops. Everybody had a good time. It was a nice, nice event. But 47,000, the biggest event ever, armed event, citizen event in the United States. It was terrific. Yeah. I, I was down there with our, our mutual pal, Jeff with a G, and oh, yeah. uh, he was wheelchair-bound at the time, so we were pushing oh. him around. And we, we wound up on uh, several different interviews for uh, uh, web and radio stations, uh, talking with people. And while I was in the street with those uh, many uh, people, yeah. um, my youngest daughter, Kristen, was inside the Capitol with a scheduled meeting with her state representative. So we were coming at it from our little Excellent. family was yeah. contributing both directions. Well, that's interesting. You know, the, the FBI gives you a buzz and wonders. Basically, they're trying to download you what you what you were doing there and trying to get information out of you. Huh? Well, this wow. you know, just after January sixth of twenty, you know, so yeah. they were out, uh, you know, shaking the bushes to see, you know, who else they could, uh, who else they could scare out to uh, uh, reveal themselves, uh, presumably. And um, and I, I just got the sense that it was more of an intimidation campaign. Really, yeah. You just let so that people like me would tell people like you, and it, and the word would spread that you know we're all being surveilled. And yeah, you're being you watched. Know, that's well, that's that's how they Modern. do it at first. Is they make sure that you're uh, they put the fear of God into you, shall we say, so you don't uh, misbehave in the future. Intimidation campaign. Yeah, yeah. that's all. Yeah, it's kind of like the gun shop guys. You know, the, these two state troopers are showing up at the gun shops uh, throughout the state of New York, 
basically auditing them, uh, giving them an audit of some kind or an inspection. We'll call it an inspection, general inspection. And that's intimidating for these gun shop owners, especially if they're stuck there by themselves when they show up. You know, they have no help, no people there to witness what's going on. Although I have to say that so far the audits, New York State audits of the gun shops, everyone I've interviewed, and I've been to a few of them, they're with the troopers. Uh, they're coming in plain clothes. They're not, they're not intimidating with their full gear on, you know, and their, their cap coming in there. So they're low-key, and they've been very professional so far. No, not, no strong arming at all. And I've got to give the troopers credit at this point for being that way. So far, well, so Well, for good. a long while, you yeah. know, back in the Cuomo days, they were taking it on the chin yeah. uh, from a PR Absolutely. standpoint. Yes. You got it. Right. And of so, course, Cuomo was trying to, and Hochul's done this too, uh, try to turn them into a Praetorian Guard. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You know, you've, you've mentioned that on the show a number of times. It gets dangerous when a governor, our queen, this queen we have running the state of New York, uh, basically acting like a tyrant, she's got a major force behind her, you know, armed force, because they're paramilitary. The New York State Police are paramilitary. And, you know, and, and it is intimidating especially if you're a shop owner by yourself there and they walk in on you. Well, what troubles yeah. me about this, it, it goes all the way back to Obama days when he yeah. was busy purging the flag officer ranks of patriots and leaving behind the bureaucrats that knew how to toe the line. Yeah. And, and when, then just like this little exchange with FBI agents, only you know a mundane thing over the phone, <laughs> nevertheless, I, I get the sense, and I think I'm observing this, that all the uh, three-letter agencies are undergoing the same kinds of purge. They've you know, been doing that since uh, covert yeah. and covert uh, means of influencing the patriots out of the out of the population, so that all that's left are the complicit yeah. yes, soldiers. People. They've and, been they've been doing that since Clinton. Yeah, yeah. Clinton did a lot. I of mean, that. I remember yeah. when Clinton fired all the uh, oh yes all the people who were um, appointed to make them civil servants. So that way all his people would stay in through the next uh, presidency. And next cycle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, yeah the, over, the uh, control the government has now, the power, the, the thumbs on uh, that this administration has across the boards on these federal agencies, as you started off saying, these uh, multiple federal agencies are under pressure to do basically to force Democrat policy on everyone. Well, we, used to, we used to look to those agencies and the higher levels in government to protect us if we yes. needed to go higher and higher and higher for for safety. And now we're finding the higher we go, it seems the more corrupt it's it, it's developing. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's, it's again, you know, federalism that goes state by state. I mean, some states are terrific. Yeah. Uh, but uh, other states, New York, Connecticut, you know, the, the traditional blue states, Illinois. Uh, Massachusetts, California, of course, Mexifornia. Um, yeah, they're uh, they're they're like little Stasi-run totalitarian states unto themselves. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the 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 power they're grabbing, and of course our governor especially. She's just basically saying that you know she's in charge and she doesn't. Well, you you know what she said about the Supreme Court. Basically, the, the Supreme Court doesn't know what they're talking about. And they can't tell us what to do, and she's not going to accept it. 
and she threw a tantrum, and now we've got all these new gun laws putting all this pressure on these uh, gun shops and all of us across the state, well, especially sure. as pistol permit holders. Getting, re- getting even with us for Bruin at, yeah. uh, at the Supreme Court. I've been carrying a firearm for 51 years uh, with a New York State pistol permit, never been legal in New York City. Isn't that's that something? Remarkable. Yeah. Yeah, New York City. Here we go about them. About them. Yeah, we. That's another subject we got to get into sometime. New York, New York. Well, we're going to have to move on to our first guest here in a few minutes. But first, I want to mention we have a firearms, ammo, and knife show coming up. Firearms, ammo, and knife show, Knights Event Center at the Knights Event Center, twenty-seven thirty-five Union Road, Chicawagua. Is that how you pronounce it? Chicawagua. 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 Let's see. That is that a uh, Irish name? It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is. Okay. So, folks, uh, we're going to have about 90 tables there. It's March 2nd and 3rd. March 2nd and 3rd. Make sure you do your best to get there and and uh, show support for the gun shows because as far as I know right now, they're the last holdout in the whole state of New York. Well, we did have one a couple weeks ago over in Kingston, but, I mean, serious, serious gun show here, a big one. So, anyway, so keep that in mind, March 2nd and 3rd, the, the gun show. And to give Bruce and his uh, son that they run the that gun show, give them some support. And the, you know the uh, hey, they're protecting our Second Amendment just by being open. And they're a major thorn in the governor's side and Letitia James' side. Them just being there, being open, because they they really want to shut the gun shops, the gun shops well, down, I'm all in favor and the gun of it. shows down. If if it, yeah. if it gives heartburn to Hochul and uh, and yeah. uh, and giant old Letitia, yeah. All right, Ralph, what you got for us? Well, I'd like to mention the Village Barber Shop in Fairport. Ted is a master barber. It's located at 36 North Main Street in Fairport. Spend 15, look like a million. Uh, give them a call, make a reservation for your next haircut, 585 388 That's 388 And of course, Rosie's Italian Cafe for great Italian food. Uh, you can uh, call in for takeout. Reservations, or just show up if you like. Uh, 585-385-5600, They're located at 2133 Five Mile Line Road. That's just south of the Four Corners in Penfield. All right, we'll be back with more from Ralph and Bill and Dennis and you. Thanks for being here for Second Amendment Radio on the WYSL stations. If you're just finding the program for the first time, welcome. Now that we've cranked up to 27,000 watts, Buffalo to Syracuse and Pennsylvania and more to come. As Americans, we build a nation by hacking homes and civilization out of the wilderness. Through sheer will and determination, we tamed the outdoors over two centuries, paving the way for unparalleled success and prosperity. It's in this spirit, Crosman Arms invites you to take it outside. Drag your kids away from the computer and the TV. Rediscover the beauty and joy of nature. Have fun. Combat obesity and a sedentary life. Take it outside. An exhortation from the Crosman Arms family of brands. Crosman Air Guns, Crosman Soft Air, Centerpoint Precision Optics, and the newest Crosman Archery. Crosman. Routes 5 and 20 East Bloomfield. Visit Crosman.com. WISL. Rock on Harley Davidson and Rock on Power Sports, West Henrietta Road. Shop the greatest selection of legendary Harleys and save big on a wide array of used bikes. And Rock on Power Sports has rides from Honda, Kawasaki, and Yamaha. 
Rock On has a helpful staff to save you big money. The Rock On Service Department has expert technicians and a great supply of parts to get and keep you on two wheels. WYSL listeners get $500 off used motorcycles while supplies last. Rock On has side-by-sides, ATVs, and jet boats, too. Anything that's fun and goes fast. On and off-road and on the water, shop the all-new Rock On first. Rock On Harley-Davidson and Rock On Motorsports, 2600 West Henrietta Road. Open Tuesday through Saturday. Call 424-2120. Visit rockonharleydavidson.com. W-Y-S-L. Avon Gun and Hunting Supply, a locally owned and operated gun shop here for your hunting needs. With changes in New York State laws, they'll work with you to fulfill your needs. Open from 10 a.m. Tuesday through Saturday, Avon Gun, East Main Street, next to Tompkins Community Bank. You're listening to the Second Amendment Radio Show on WYSL. And we're back in, and in this segment we have Ray Valk uh, from the Ulster County Federation. Ray, how are you? How are you? Thank you for calling me on President's Day. Well, absolutely. Um, so what's going on down Ulster County there? Um, we're, we're trying to change the image um, put forth by uh, some of these gun nuts that you speak of um, <laughs> for, for the sportsmen. So we're, we're, we've started some programs uh, with the local food banks. We're donating some venison down here. We've, we've, uh, we've been in... in uh, Connection with Senator Pete Oberacker. He's trying to help us get the ball rolling here. Um, we got some programs for uh, taking youth uh, fishing down in the salt water, something a little different they've never done before. Um, you know, we're just, we're just trying to change the image of, of sportsmen. Uh, everybody thinks we're like, you know, knuckle-dragging Neanderthals, and they, they need to know that we're, we're trying to help our community. Yeah, well, you're you you started that program. You're working on uh, meals, uh, giving donations to uh, what what type of organizations are you giving food to? Or some of the deer um, well, meat, as an example. There's uh, one specific food pantry we started with, okay, which is Loaves and Fishes Food Pantry in uh, the village of Walkhill. Um, we're processing deer that are seized by DEC. Um, because there, there's no real program here in Ulster County uh, for that. So we're taking the deer that are seized, and we we have a facility process them, and uh, then we donate it to the food pantry. Okay. And our, our first attempt at it, we donated 70 pounds. Uh, and the first day, they, they uh, had people take 51 pounds the first day. So it shows that there's a need. There's a want. That's fantastic. So glad that you're doing that, Ray. Yeah, that, that's that's a good program, and you're you're getting involved with local governments at the same time, obviously, right? Leaders, county managers, and town people, and, and so that's good. You're setting a good example that way. Yeah. So we've got full support by Senator Pete Obracker. We've got full support with uh, yeah. Ulster County Department of Mental Health. Um, they're 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 all helping us as much as they can, um, you know, with structure and finance and 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 the whole thing, you know. Right. Uh, even DEC donated a freezer to us. One of their one of their uh, you know <laughs> wow. officers donated a freezer to us just to house the the uh, you know the venison to donate food pantry. Wow. Okay. Very nice. Good for them. We've got, we've got full support across the board. Now this the your, the Ulster County uh, your group uh, 
Officially, yeah. the name, the name of your group that you're the president of. How, go ahead. Give us that, and let's Fe- talk about that group for a second. Go ahead. Federated Sportsman's Club of Ulster County. Okay. Club of Ulster County, yep. Um, there's about 30 member clubs, 6,000 members. Um, yeah, oh. there's, there's a lot of us. Oh, wow. Okay, very good. And Now, this is... Uh, for some people that don't know where Ulster County is, you, you guys are along the Hudson, right? Pretty much along the Hudson, Hudson Valley area down there, all the way down? Yes. yes. All right. Yep. We're, we're in, in the Hudson Valley up to the Catskills. Right up to Catskills mm-hmm. area. Okay, great. Yep. Very good. Well, we, we you know we talk, I talked with Elmer, and he suggested getting you on uh, the... Uh, well, we greatly appreciate... The, the actual... And- the actual... Uh, uh, Group now, your your group you're responsible for it. You raise you raise funds too. Obviously, I know you've helped us a lot with the gun with the with the lawsuits. Our gun the gunfights we're in right now. Many lawsuits because of the state trying to grab our guns every other time. Every every five minutes, they coming up with every some new scheme to get our guns to take our guns away and interfere with our Second Amendment. So, you've raised a lot of money. Your teams down there have raised a lot of money to help us, and we appreciate that. We got three more lawsuits coming up now too. We're working yeah, we, we've we've got a lot of people out out helping, trying to trying to fund, and Elmer has has created an amazing network of uh, of people that that just really truly want to help. Yeah, well, you're, you're showing it by the, the funding. We've we really needed that funding badly, and we, we got to, We're on this round here. We're right, trying to raise another ten thousand dollars. This is getting out of hand. It keeps going and going and going and going. We you know because they're stalling in the Second Circuit District. They're stalling on some decisions. You know, we have several lawsuits pending uh, right now, and we're hoping now we're putting it together again. Paloma's going to be joining us here in a little while on the show and putting together another one to go into Supreme Court. You know, we're okay. spending money. It's costing us a lot of money to do this. You know? Well, you're, fight- you're fighting. They're yeah. fighting us with our own money. Yeah, the tax, so, our exactly. taxes. We're, we're, we're using our money to fight our tax dollars. And, Anybody in our Ulster County area that, that listens to this and wants to uh, – help kick in something, because if you appreciate having your gun rights, you need to help. Um, you can go on our website, uh, fscuc.org, and uh, contact us, and uh, we'll, we'll point you in the right direction. All right, say that again, the, the website again. Go ahead. Our website is fscuc.org. Okay. Or you can go to president at fscuc.org. That's my email. Um We'll take donations for, obviously, for GOA. We'll take donations for the food pantry. We'll take donations for the uh, youth fishing trips. For our, We have a huge youth expo the first weekend in, in June. Uh, we've got a lot of really good programs, uh, if you're interested in donating, that, that we're willing to help anybody. Yeah. Well, we appreciate that. And that, that, that uh, Elmer was talking uh, about that uh, the youth fishing uh, charter uh, program that you had last year. Great, great turnout. A lot of people oh, interested it was, in it. It was amazing. We yeah. it, so it was a it was kind of a uh, a harebrained idea we had, um, and it was a you know starting a new program isn't easy, but we were able to find a whole bunch of kids in the Ulster County area that wanted to go fishing um, that have never been on a charter boat before. So we we did a raffle and raised the money to take them, and then we started asking for donations, and it, just the the outpour of donations we got was incredible. Yeah. So Excellent. this year. This year, I believe it's going to be August 5th and 23rd. Um, we're going to try to do two trips. We're going to take, you know, double the amount of kids this year. Nice. The, the Youth Expo is, uh, I think, June 8th. Um, 
that that's at Lippman Park. We uh, we have a huge day for for kids up there. All sportsman's related stuff. Everything is free. Uh, we try to make sure every kid goes home with a prize. <laughs> Very good, excellent. Now, Ray, Ray Valk is with us. He's yes. president of the uh, Federated Sportsmen's Clubs of Ulster County. Real quick, uh, Ray, how many uh, how many clubs uh, belong to your uh, your organization? We have we have uh, roughly thirty clubs, about six thousand people. Wow, yes, thirty That's clubs, great. six thousand people. All right, now before we're off the air here with you, Ray, and you'll, we can do a follow up with you when we get to, when you get into some of these uh, closer to the. Uh, Events you got coming up, Ray. Uh, contact information because I'm sure listeners out here are club, uh, uh, different club representatives, uh, officers up here maybe want to talk with you about uh, setting up that type of a program up here. Uh, Absolutely. Um, you contact. Can contact yeah. You can contact. Uh, go on our website, which again is fscuc.org. Yeah. You can go uh, send an email to president at fscuc.org. Or you can call my cell phone number, which is on the website. Okay, that's it. I'm okay with anybody picking up the phone and giving me a call. If you have questions, concerns, you know how we can do this better, call me. All Send right. me a message, whatever whatever you can do. Very good. Well, sounds great. You guys got a dynamic operation going down there, and we appreciate your help. Again, with these lawsuits, it's been a major, you've been a major factor in uh, helping us uh, keep these lawsuits going here. Thanks yeah, a lot yeah. for joining us. Appreciate it, Ray. Thank you so much. Take care. All right, Ray, <laughs> Ray, Ray Valk, president of the Federated Sportsman Clubs of Ulster County. Ralph? Yep. I uh, just want to uh, remind everyone about the Nutcracker. The Nutcracker is a great place for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Uh, they have specials every day and uh, private party room. Um, they can serve adult beverages if you like. So stop on in or give them a call for takeout. They're at 2159 Empire Boulevard. Um Give them a call at 585-671-4353. That's 671-4353. Okay, I guess that's it. Thanks, Ralph. Appreciate it. Uh, Don't forget, by the way, to join GOA and GOANYS.com. We'll have details on how to do just that coming up on Second Amendment Radio. Under my thumb. Rock on Harley-Davidson and Rock on Power Sports, West Henrietta Road. Shop the greatest selection of legendary Harleys and save big on a wide array of used bikes. And Rock on Power Sports has rides from Honda, Kawasaki, and Yamaha. Rock on has a helpful staff to save you big money. The Rock on Service Department has expert technicians and a great supply of parts to get and keep you on two wheels. WYSL listeners get $500 off used motorcycles while supplies last. Rock On has side-by-sides, ATVs, and jet boats, too. Anything that's fun and goes fast. On and off-road and on the water, shop the all-new Rock On first. Rock On Harley-Davidson and Rock On Motorsports, 2600 West Henrietta Road. Open Tuesday through Saturday. Call 424-2120. Visit rockonharleydavidson.com. 
Proudly sponsoring the Second Amendment show on WYSL, Turnbull Manufacturing Company. Not only performing faithful, accurate restoration of vintage firearms, now Turnbull is a federally licensed manufacturer of new firearms, including our own line of Colt-style single-action revolvers and Winchester-style rifles. Our expert gunsmiths hand-fit our firearms using period-correct finishes. New or restored, a firearm from Turnbull is one you'll be proud to own, display, and use. Visit our beautiful showroom on 5 and 20 in Bloomfield, open weekdays 8 to 4.30. Check TurnbullMFG.com. Unexpected noise rumbles downstairs in the middle of the night. Your heart races as you tiptoe in the dark and see a flashlight beam scanning the walls of your home. That's when you're glad your gun has a laser max sight. Everything changes when a pulsating green or red dot paints the chest of an intruder. And a featherweight, dependable laser max laser sight on your gun greatly assists in target acquisition and accurate firing in stressful situations. Laser max, the green or red lights that both mean stop. New shooters learn sight picture and Trigger control much faster with a laser max sight. Available for all popular guns for guide rod, accessory rail, side plate, or frame mounting. Made locally, Laser Max, the choice of law enforcement professionals. Laser Max. When a second shot isn't an option, visit lasermax.com. Avon Gun and Hunting Supply, a locally owned and operated gun shop here for your hunting needs. With changes in New York State laws, they'll work with you to fulfill your needs. Open from 10 a.m. Tuesday through Saturday, Avon Gun, East Main Street, next to Tompkins Community Bank. This is Second Amendment Radio, locked and loaded on WYSL. AM 1040, FM 92.1, and FM 95.5 West. We're back in, and we're going to discuss some of the lawsuits that are going on. Bill, what do we got? Well, just to pick up where we chatted about earlier on the show, we've got multiple lawsuits still pending, a Second Circuit District sitting on a lot of them. We'd like to have an open forum right in court and get some of this stuff resolved. We did get a big win about, what, three months ago now, so we can carry our handguns on private property that's open to the public. That's the easiest way to say what we want. Private property open to the public. So with the Antioch uh, case, uh, Gun Owners of America is the lead on that. Uh, Eric Pratt and his uh, legal team was Steve, the primary lawyer there, Steve. So, And then uh, the Gazzola case, we're looking at uh, getting that back in the United States Supreme Court again, trying to raise money for that and for three other lawsuits coming up. Paloma's been helping us with other lawsuits too. So we've got a lot on the table here, and this round we're, we're seeking about ten grand more, and have to bug our listeners and everyone else, you know, the gun shop owners and the uh, gun club people, and gun, you know, us, us pistol permit holders got to carry the weight on this and fight, as Ralph said earlier, we're fighting the state of New York that's misusing our state tax money against us, going directly and def- against the the Second Amendment and our Constitution and our Bill of Rights. We're fighting them, and it's a shame that we're doing this. The governor is the lead with Letitia James, and the state police is part of it now, too, the head of the state police. So uh, we need to raise more money. So if, whatever you can do, as Doc said earlier here, check out goanys.com, goanys.com. That's our GOA New York website, and there's ways in there that you can donate to us. Uh, we've had a lot of backing from Scope. Scope's been raising a lot of money to help us. So re-up with the SCOPE uh, organization and the, Al- and the Ulster County Federation of Gun 
show, gun, that would be gun clubs, that is. Uh, they've been very helpful, as we mentioned earlier. And the 1791 Society, the Buffalo team, Buffalo group, their members have been giving actively to our lawsuits too. So we've got a team set up here, and we are the point of the spear, the Second Amendment show with GOA New York is the point of the spear in this, and Gun Owners of America on a national level. Whatever you can give to them, uh, they've got multiple lawsuits going, multiple gunfights throughout the country. And boy, they've got a great track record, too, Yeah, with those lawsuits. And of course, with this recent one two weeks ago, uh, the ability for out-of-staters to carry, to pack in this state in New York, they are United States citizens. What goes on when they cross the New York line? Suddenly, they don't have rights. They don't have a a right to protect themselves with a handgun. Oh, that idea just yeah. gives them the, the creeps, the creepy crawlies in, in Albany. Oh, yeah. yeah people from another well, jurisdiction come. Oh, my gosh. Well, the Democrat Party, is the problem is the Democrat Party is protecting these criminals, and they certainly don't want guys with guns around to stop a criminal and it tracks from killing somebody. They can't have that. I mean, these, these Democrats are literally protecting the, the criminals daily and have set these new policies up. To run, uh, you know, it's basically a protection racket well, with they, the governor to lead. Huh? They release them. I mean, unless yeah. they've like dismembered a child in front yeah. of a church, yeah. these people get released. Uh, the immigrant crisis, the illegal immigrant crisis in New York State, in New York City. If they catch them, they they cannot share information between the feds and ICE and the city police. So the city police, New York City police, don't know. Who these people are, they could have a record as long as uh, you know a football field, but they're not allowed to access that. And then when they go to court, look at those uh, those thugs who assaulted the police officer. They released all but one of them, and the only reason they kept him is because he had two or three outstanding warrants that he's or uh, that he had assaulted people before. Well, you know. Dennis, you mentioned earlier you in another show, one of our other shows, that you had a confrontation with a criminal and had him at gunpoint and called the cops and handed him over to the cops. Yeah. I've done it twice. Long ago, in 1975. And I, I, frankly, I wouldn't do it that way again because now You'd be arrested. My, my own government's turned against me. Well, yeah, I got a commendation letter from the then chief of police, Tom Hastings, and, um, and it would go quite differently, I predict. Yeah, isn't this crazy? Yeah. So... They don't want, the Democrat Party does not want us stopping criminals with being armed. Our, us armed citizens, legitimately law-abiding citizens here, armed. They don't want us stopping their criminals. Democrat gun crimes especially, because it's all Democrat gun crimes. It's Democrat crimes in all of our cities across the state of New York. Across the state of New York, uh, it's just one city after another. They're not just plain uh, war zones, but they're hell holes. Uh, the way they run them, the Democrats run them into the ground. Dangerous areas to to go to. And as you said, Dennis, yeah, you can't. Isn't that crazy? You got to reconsider everything now. You can't literally stop a crime right now with a gun because you're going to be fighting that. Who knows for years trying to get out of that mess for doing it legitimately. Yeah, I want to learn more too about insurance. I, my yeah. last understanding was that insurance for these situations is not legal in New York. That's State. right. Well, that's it. Letitia James had that removed with the governor. With El uh, Duce Mussolini Cuomo got rid of that. Remember that? Sent the letters out and they uh, were harassing the insurance companies through the NRA's uh, program out and the other one out. 
So, yeah, that's another. Now that now suddenly they're talking, the Democrats want us to be, if we're armed, carrying a gun daily, they want us to have a special insurance policy now. That's what they're talking about doing now. And yeah. we did check that out. We're looking at about 350 bucks a year to have a special policy now. Oh, is that now, all? Yeah, that's I, all. I would have thought they would have raised it to 1000 2000 a year. Well, that's what basic policy is going to cost. That's for yeah. the carrying the gun out in the, in the public. That's what they want us to do. Now, they're not talking, a, a, not a word from the Democrat Party about the drug houses in the city and the illegal guns in the city of Rochester. <laughs> no, no, not a word about the Democrat Party's uh, constituents. Not a word. It's only legitimate gun owners have to pay covered expenses on all this stuff. Isn't that something? I mean, you talk about a sneaky bunch of deviants. That party's full of them, full Phil, of these people. Huh? Years ago, there was a drug house around the corner from me. Now, I live yeah. on a decent area of the city. I remember I was at your place, right? Yeah. 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 I live in a decent area of the city, but around the corner, there was a drug house. For three years, under Mayor Grady. Yeah. The junkyard mayor. Go ahead. The junkyard mayor. All the people who've been living there for a long time. I knew them when I was kid. When I was a kid, they were complaining to the city. Nothing. Oh, but that year that Mayor Johnson needed to be reelected, mm-hmm. magically they raided that drug house. Yeah. So they use these. They don't care. They're operating. They use them when it's politically expedient for them to get reelected. Yeah, well, right now they've gone far worse than those days, those early days, Ralph. I mean, when you have the governor of the state of New York and the attorney general of the state of New York and the full Democrat Party. Oh, now they're giving them licenses to open up shops. In bed with the the, uh, criminals throughout the state of New York and and actually uh, helping them grow, helping crime grow. I mean, this is outrageous what's going on. So. Yes, what do yes. we have? We have uh, Paloma Capana, Second Amendment attorney right. and advocate, on the line, Second Amendment hotline. Hi, Paloma. Hi. I, you know, I'm listening live to the Joe <laughs> Robinson radio show. I know. <laughs> I know. Not my show, our show. But, yes, well, Paloma, thanks for joining us. Yeah, we have uh, Dennis in the uh, – I don't know if you – you haven't met Dennis yet, but when you get up here, we'll meet Dennis. He's joined us here. Is it Dennis Koch or Cook? How do you say that? Well, we use Koch, sadly, and not very musical. And Paloma, I just uh, want to take uh, a wedge in here for a moment just to say uh, thank you so much. I've been looking forward to telling you uh, uh, personally how proud I am of you for whatever that's worth, but uh, for all you're doing for us and our mission. Yeah, she's been very great. We appreciate that. Thanks. The yeah, Gazzola case. On a day like today, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, the Gazzola case, I know you've been up and down with that. I mean, that's been a, yeah. a real tiger. You grabbed the tiger by the tail there, and uh, we're finally getting someplace. And, of course, you're, you've been helping us with other lawsuits, too, putting them the, the packages together, which we're going to hopefully uh, activate three more lawsuits here shortly. We appreciate that. But it's your time, uh, Paloma. Go ahead. What do you want to cover today? I know you're into the January 6th uh, uh event, I'll call it, uh, you know, more than anyone else I know, but go ahead, it's your time. Yeah, you know, the, the two top line stories in terms of my office is we submitted an amicus brief in the case of Fisher versus U.S. That is the first January 6th defendant case to reach the United States Supreme Court. And on Friday last, we learned that the case is now scheduled for oral argument on Tuesday, April 6th. The Supreme Court did not even wait for the U.S. DOJ, the United States Department of Justice, to file a responsive brief. They simply took 
petitioner's brief. They took the amicus briefs, ours included, and they said, get it put on the calendar and get it put on this term. So that was a very exciting development on Friday. Okay, yeah. Well, there's a lot going on. A lot's coming out uh, with the yeah. uh, influence of the federal agencies in that event. Basically, they were mm-hmm. guiding and directing it. It looks more and more like that. It was basically a setup. It looks more and more like a setup. It smells like a rat. You know, I mean, it just is, and it looks like a rat. But anyway, yeah, it's kind, uh, of, kind, of, kind of like the Whitmer uh, case up in up in Michigan. There were thirteen people involved, and nine of them were Phoebes. So. Yeah, that, isn't that something? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a little bit the point of our brief. Is I undertook a study of eighteen cases similarly positioned, where rulings were issued on request to dismiss a particular charge. And what I was able to set out conclusively is that not one of the judges actually undertook an examination of the facts. Now, that would actually be fine if they had issued an analytic ruling on the face of the indictment and whether prosecutors adequately put forth that charge. But what they did in their rulings was they launched into these judicial editorials that even go to language such as when the horde descended upon the Capitol, and they call them rioters, and they call them a mob, and they say they were insurrectionists. And there wasn't even a single one of the defendants charged with insurrection. None of them, the more than 1,200 defendants total, let alone the 18 that I was studying. So what you see in these judicial rulings are things with no basis, in fact, not supported by the record and beyond what they were supposed to be looking at in the ruling in the first place. And that's all that we've ever had about January 6th, which has been my point straight the way along, is nobody's even asking the right questions, let alone getting into an analysis that would help us to understand what happened. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. And then the other issue was that poor uh, former uh, Air Force uh, woman that was shot right down, shot dead Ashley right there. Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt. Yes. was shot dead there. An officer shot through the door and hit her. Apparently, yeah, Michael. Yeah, of the United he, States Capitol Police. Yeah, and uh, his. Of course, he, he, he had the many many gun violations. Yes. Yeah, and he uh, of course they they hit him from us for a long time there, and then finally the information came out. Yeah. But. Uh, where were all these guns? Housed at the Joint Air Force Base. Yeah, yeah, they put them up there. So, so this insurrec- alleged insurrection. Well, where were all the guns? If we're going to do a uh, overthrowing of the government, uh, you'd think there'd be every other person be armed with some kind of a rifle well, and, or a handgun or and, something, right? But nothing, zero. Sort of yeah. straight to the point because apparently you can take the capital without a firearm. Yeah, so, yeah, they showed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, they didn't even have pitchforks and torches. They threw yeah, flowers. Straight. They threw roses out. Well, yes, <laughs> they had a Viking helmet, and you yeah. know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. but but straight to the point though of insurrection, there there has never been, and I I pointed out to the U.S. Supreme Court in our amicus brief. There has never been a design set forth for the actual taking of the capital or the actual takeover of the counting of the electoral ballots. There, there has never been an actual charge that there was a coordinated scheme to accomplish any kind of an actual end to the situation. 
And Michael Sherwin, who was the lead attorney at USDOJ's Washington, D.C. office, who launched the campaign of shock and awe to prosecute as many people as possible before the inauguration, you know, goes on TV a year later and says there's no evidence of a plot or a plan. He himself says it was just a bunch of people making one-off bad decisions. So the narrative, this, this punch list of words, should be just brought to an end. It wasn't an insurrection. It's not even alleged by the United States Department of Justice to be an insurrection. No one has been charged with insurrection. You know, so we've got to move past it and really get to the better question, which is, what the hell happened that our U.S. Capitol is not better secured in the event that there is an actual security threat? Where is that analysis? I I do have one question. I've heard it on some news sources. Supposedly there was a weapons catch or something somewhere that they found. (laughs) I mean, is this a... No. So that's a bunch of baloney. No. Zero. Yeah. Paloma. I mean, I'm always dealing with admissible evidence, and not even Liz Cheney is making that claim. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, I mean, now, now you said this was, you know, not an insurrection, yet these people are yeah. getting how many years in jail? For, for Well, that was, that's the issue, is under this 18 U.S.C. Section 1512 C2 charge that the USDOJ wrongfully brought, it's a 20-year felony, federal felony. So, you know, you go from specific crimes against the U.S. Capitol, which is a misdemeanor carrying six months to a year, and it's a huge jump. But that is why DOJ charged all of these people with this wrongful interpretation of a statute that even the judges multiple times over at the D.C. District Court said had never been used for this type of an application before. Yeah. And it is a crime that is regularly charged, so it's it's not just some obscure thing. Now, what's that specific, so our listeners understand, what has the bulk of these people that have been scooped up by the FBI and arrested and being prosecuted now, what's the crime they committed according to the government? What are they saying? Well, according to the government, they are saying Act 18 U.S.C. Section 1512C2 there is a crime, obstruction of justice or obstruction of Congress, okay. and there is no such crime at that citation. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like Trump. They're, uh, everything. Exactly. Yeah, they're putting, uh, they're coming up with all these. Uh, no underlying crime. All these uh, ideas here. Well, well, yeah, crime. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, the, the, the phrase trumped up has a whole new definition yeah, after exactly. January 6th. Right? Oh, the irony. All right. All right. So. You, the the latest paperwork you did for that, and we're going to have to move on. The latest paperwork yes. you did to that is up on your website. Yes. Can people read it? That? Okay. Yes. And you can the, go to 2ampatriot.com. You will find it on my website. And Kevin and I will try to cover things live after we leave the courthouse on April 16th. Uh, we are smiling in that we have not previously attended oral arguments although our Supreme Court is open to the public. 
And as an admitted member of the bar, I get to sit in front of the brass railing in the two hooted chairs. So, you know, I was studying the, the Supreme Court requirements. Even for attending, there are requirements concerning attire. Okay. And my jacket must match my pants. Or my dress <laughs> must match my jacket. <laughs> wow. Yes. Good. Well, I, you know, so as not to create a distraction, I suppose. And this has to be, I've, I've got to look it up, but this has to be something left over from my favorite era of La Belle Epoque. But women are not permitted to wear furs or feathers. Wow. Are you going to be wearing one of those uh, for, forward and aft uh, feather bonnets they did like back in the 1870s? Well, that's what I was thinking is, you know, either sort of a, a very British type of a hat or, you know, the ladies' hats of the day with the big ostrich plumes. Exactly. So there you go. A little bella back. Which is, oh, apparently would distract from the serious nature, you know. And, and obviously it is. Um, I raise that as just a a little humorous break because everybody knows me as being so serious. And so, you know, if you wonder what manages to get me to smile while I'm in the middle of all of this work over here, um, that one just really was a romantic message, I thought. Now, Paloma, we're running out of time here. Books written on the January 6th event, I'm going to call it. What do you have available to purchase? Is there anything if they get to your website they can purchase so they can get a better understanding? Yes. There are two books currently available, and I am at work on my next white paper. The first one that I wrote is a volume one. You will start to see other volumes emerge. Volume one really covers the onset of the prosecution where the DOJ started obsessing with Oath Keeper defendants and Proud Boy defendants. And that book really talks about, you know, what does this mean for us as Second Amendment activists? Are we being targeted? Should we be dressing in a particular manner? Should we leave our T-shirts, you know, at home that have particular sayings on them? And should we have an officer appointed within our rod and gun clubs? For example, if the press suddenly calls and says, you know, one of your members has been arrested, well, is this person even a member? Are there dues up to date? You know, do we have a plan in place for that kind of response? And... Everything that was set forth there remains accurate, even with all the additional information, and, and the concerns remain accurate. The second publication I put out is 6 by 20 Things You Need to Know, and it's designed as one-pagers that you can literally photocopy and, and share with others and even mail them in to the person's reference. You know, for example, why has there never been an inquiry? done publicly and under oath of the mayor of Washington, D.C., when she had a critical part, a public part, in advanced notification that she did not want the National Guard there, that she was the only person who could make security decisions for the upcoming days, and so forth. So it really gives you what I thought the January 6th Select Committee was going to do and did none of. All right. Well, with that, we're, we're out of time pretty much. Now, again, your website mm-hmm. is what? 2ampatriot.com. All right. Very good. And then the good news is you've got something coming up with the uh, your other case, the, the gun case for I the gun shops. Yeah. Yes. So that's Gigola coming up. versus Hochul. Yeah. March 7th, I will be filing our fourth application to the United States Supreme Court the appeal of the December 8th, 2nd Circuit decision. I am 
still pounding away trying to get a preliminary injunction. And if you're able to support our effort, we are actively doing fundraising for the cost of that submission, and you can donate through the website or through GOA New York or simply tag up Bill Robinson on his many miles of travels around the state. Yeah, we'll catch up to you. Yeah, so we appreciate that. Well, thanks a lot, Paloma. We are thanks, out of Paloma. time. Appreciate thanks, Paloma. Thanks for Take all care. your hard work. Great, thank you greatly so, appreciated. Yeah. Thank you so much, Paloma. You too. Stay yep. safe, everyone. You bet. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so Paloma's been working hard, folks. She spent a lot of time uh, putting these lawsuits together, and she's helping us on three more. And then we're hopefully going to pass that information on to GOA. GOA will be the point of the spear on the next three lawsuits. We're going to try to have Eric Pratt uh, and his team handle that. All right, and wrapping it up today, uh, Dennis, thanks for a lot for joining us, stopping in. Thanks for the support. Let's give him the last word. Dennis, yeah, what Dennis, do you want? Yeah, go ahead. What, what do you Your want, thoughts here. You're what would you like people up. to do yeah. right now about all this? Uh, join each of these organizations. Join yeah. all of them. I make sure that we did in our household, yeah. and uh, they're all you know helping us in various ways. Please join them, and that way you'll be in contact. You'll get informed, and the more you're informed, the angrier you'll get, and the more money you'll spend. Well, again, we're, folks, we're being being played to make it plain and simple. We're being played for suckers and fools by the Democrat Party across the state of New York. And not just and nationally too. I mean we got major fights going nationally. And it's Democrat, Democrat, Democrats. They just will not leave us alone. They can't leave us alone. We're on no criminal radar screens and yet we're targeted as gun owners especially. They have to have a uh, an enemy. Well, yeah, what, we they, what, what they want is a bunch of people that they can rule uh, yes, who, who will be docile yes. and will be compliant. And uh, people who are free don't need what government <laughs> is selling. Yeah, we're not interested. No, no we're not interested. We don't need you. Thanks. We're, <laughs> thanks. All we need thanks is freedom and we'll make it work. <laughs> Yeah. Go so away. that's it. Well, so well, anyway, Dennis, thanks a lot and appreciate your you know, your your team. You got teams going too. Dennis is involved with a number of organizations and his teams have been very helpful with our with our lawsuits and with our movement getting the message out. So we appreciate that. So in closing here, one of our other sponsors is Northside Salvage Yard. It's given us a lot of money too. Helped us a lot. Uh, Northside Salvage Yard, 381-9667, 381-9667, guaranteed used tires, guaranteed auto parts, cash for junkers, and Jerome's Auto, Atlantic Avenue in Rochester, 482-5573, 482-5573, car repairs, truck repairs, you name it, they can handle it for automotive uh, repairs. All right, until next week, same bad time, same bad channel. God bless, keep your powder dry, and remember, Big Brother is watching you.